Cultist here. Just letting you know, before the show starts, we had to record elsewhere this episode, and so in lieu of the subject matter at hand, we decided to do the show in an abandoned local TV studio that had a lot of open space and charred wooden walls. The whole place was gutted and scorched by some long-ago fire. Anyway, because of this, the episode's sound quality will differ from our usual episodes. I hope you don't mind. My sincerest apologies. Not much could be done on the editing table. Without further delay, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. On with the show. I'm Review Cultist. And I'm the Gamer Niello. Yes, unfortunately, the good doctor could not be here today, but we are here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta. And tonight we have About Kendall Cove. So, for starters, this isn't a written creepypasta as far as I can tell. No, not at all. We can't find it online as a written form. We found it, uh, well... A listener sent us an email about it uh, with a link to a podcast that listens to it. Radio Free Camelon, I believe? I believe RFC. So, yeah. yeah. So we gave it a listen, and it's pretty much every Candle Cove fan fiction that has been done. Um, it takes the whole idea of Candle Cove not being just static and you're crazy, mm-hmm. and everyone around you who's talking about Candle Cove as if it's an actual thing is crazy. No, it gets rid of all that like weird mystery of, like, why was it static? No, it gets rid of all that, and just like, no, this was an actual production in the 70s, and... So it's doing something it's, different at least, right? Yeah, but I would be fine with that if every other one does that. <laughs> if, if, everyone other, if every other one doesn't do that. Which, we've... Back in the day, if you, if you haven't listened to the first episode of El Dente Mortis, go listen to that. Because that was our first episode, was Candle Cove and a couple of the uh, fan fictions, I guess, of it. Um, and uh, we, I remember like going through it, like a couple of other ones, and including the ones that were on that show, there were a lot of ones that tried to explain it as if it was an actual creepy, like, Huffington... Or, no, Captain um, Stuff and Puff... Or Stuff and Puff? I don't... Some kind of... It was, it, it, that's an actual, like, horror thing or something okay. from, like, the... Or, like, like a kid's show that's actually really creepy in the 70s that mm-hmm. had to do with puppets. Yeah. Um, and I think Candle Cove was actually inspired by it, but... Probably. Anyway, um... Yeah, like, a lot of these Candle Cove spin-off sh- things, or stories, end up being, like, oh, this is a creepy 70s kid's show... And it was actually produced, and it was like the director was nuts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the premise of this one, at least <laughs> once you get past all the gratuitous detail yeah. of the man, of the narrator's life. Yeah, because at the start of it, I think I didn't actually see the timestamp, but it's probably a good ten minutes of describing this guy's day-to-day life before the story even starts. Yeah, like, he goes into detail and says, well, I was in this dead-end job, and then I went to this dead-end job, and, and like, that, I'm, that's me paraphrasing. Like, he actually goes into detail of what job he was in, and then he fi- and then I finally found this newspaper article mm. that described 
uh, like a job for, at a studio, a local studio, and I walked over there. Went over there. And got in my red sedan because yeah. he had to make sure that the listeners know that he had a red sedan because he could have had a blue truck and that would have completely changed the story. Exactly. Um, and he he goes to the front door. It's locked. So he decides to like go the break and entering route and try to look for a, for, yeah. look for another way in. Right away, you, you should think that something's up when that's happening yeah. right there. And then he. Um, he finds a door that's open, and they actually want an old man comes up, and it's like a producer of the shows. Um, and says, "Oh, I'm so glad somebody finally like like answered our uh, our advertisement." And he like grips his hand really tightly, like almost breaking it. Yeah, it kind of sounded like. Um, yeah, I think it said like um, when he got out of the handshake, his hand was like literally numb and red. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so this guy like brings him in and shows him like all the different shows. And this irked me a little bit because as we were as he was going through um, like he was going through like the different shows and each one he was like just like he was just the the narrator who was trying to find a job um, was just like no I'm, I'm not I don't want that one no I don't want that one no I don't want that one. which and it doesn't I, bother I, me I know because that. that's what you would do in that situation yeah but at the same time I I, I think I, I don't I just think I feel like it had to be written or like said differently like he like not going because the, the way the story shows it is like he goes to this one and they describe the show and like and then he describes why he didn't like it and that's why he said no mm-hmm. like um, the first one and, is because it had clowns in it and, and he had a fear of clowns which it actually does the scientific name of clowns and then we were like what and then the guy like, who's <laughs> yeah, right when we were about to pause it to go google it the guy starts saying which which means yeah so no, thank you for doing that yes <laughs> which was um, very nice and then so yeah, so I just feel like I mean, I, it's just me. Maybe it's just me picking on like, like, because from a work point, from a, an employment point of view, it seems like he should have like described it differently than what he did. Because it just seemed like the guy was like, "Oh, I don't want that job. I don't want that job. I don't want the what job do you want." Well, <laughs> You're trying to find work. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like yeah, I know. I, th- again, it's me kind of maybe picking at something that, should, that, that actually isn't there. It's just it irked me when I first listened to it. Yeah. Um, I suppose, and that's what the show is about. It's about discussing what what, yeah. what irked and what we did, what we like, what we didn't like about about a creepy pasta. Damn it! That was one of the few things that I didn't mind. Like that didn't bother me at all. I know. It, 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 I think it's just me like poking at this thing. Like, yeah. why is this? You're just trying to poke. Like, holes. I'm just po- I'm just poking at air. It's just like, what is this? <laughs> that's air. You need that to breathe. Just leave it alone. No, I don't. <laughs> anyway, um, moving forward. So he does settle on the he's third like, one, I believe. Right. I thought it was the fourth one. He settles on, like, after, like, a couple of them, he settles on, finally, Candle Cove, which was originally Pirate... I don't remember the original name, it was like, to be honest. Yeah, it was, like, Pirate Party or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, And yeah. the, it got... It, it was scr- scratched scratch out in Candle Cove. Yes. Um, and the director's weird and, like, kind of seclusive, and um, they were about... They were... They need... Uh, he, he took the job as a set builder and stuff like that. For, yeah. Um, and because he, like, he, like, connected with the main character, because he used to, like, going on adventures and stuff when he was a kid. Yeah, like yeah, like the whole yeah. idea of, like, yeah, the char- yeah. the whole idea of the uh, little girl, um, which, that, again, that's kind of weird. It's like, like, he connected with the little girl character. Not because he liked I, to wear I, pretty dresses. Yeah. Because he liked to go on adventures. Was that what I literally commented? That's literally what you said when you, when you first watched it, yeah. yes. <laughs> so... Um, and then, yeah, and they, they still had, like, the, they still had to find some characters, or some actors. And, For uh, voicing the different voicing, characters. Yeah, voice work. Which sorry, some yeah. of the puppets have very creepy names. Oh, yeah, well, no, that's, that's Great Candle Cove. Like, yeah, Pirate Percy, like, the Skin Taker, um, uh, Horace the Horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, like, again, like, gratuitous detail, 
that seemed like the person was just fawning for like, oh, I'm I'm adding these details in uh, because they're based off well, of the off the um, the original creepypasta. In regards to the puppets, I don't mind except as detail because if you're listening or reading it, we had to listen to it obviously, but listening or reading, you want to be able to visualize exactly what it is. Yeah, like I guess there is a point we're going to too much detail, but. As long as it gives you a good mental image of the character or the item or whatever, then they did a good job. Yeah. They may have overdone it. The, I think, uh, yeah, maybe, and again, maybe it's because, like, I have read Kendall Cove a couple of times. And I, you no, already I know, know what they look like, like. I'm steeped into the lore. Yeah, of, so you're, you're like, I already know what these guys look like. Why are you wasting my time? I guess so, yeah. But for maybe someone who doesn't sense. know. Yeah, which I guess would be you, because. I, I know a bit. I don't know a ton. I don't, obviously don't know as much as you do, but. Yeah, yeah it, it's. It was a bit wordy. He did explain a lot of things throughout the whole thing way too much, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. It'd be right. better to over-explain something than under-explain something. Yeah. Like, I suppose. Yes. Um, but moving on. Um, so uh, we're not going to do the whole, like, it, there's really not a whole lot to this. The guy gets employment, Yeah. Um, works on the show. The show does well initially, and then they, the director starts adding really weird stuff to it, um, and the, the ratings start dropping. And then the, the so they're trying to like figure out they and every time like they have an idea it gets shot down because the director has his own vision and stuff like that mm-hmm. and eventually they they uh, they have some character and they have some characters on like they have new act a new actor named Nathan that comes on but then he's like he's gone for a couple of uh, uh, like he's, he's he leaves after like only I think like he one, for episode. one episode yeah, yeah. and then um, he's gone and then uh, and then this was kind of weird because yeah. first of all so this, this is all set in the seventies like this like well the the person reading it is in current day, but he's recalling the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And he says that, like, he was hearing reports of people, like, speculating online, on forums, even, <laughs> um, of where Nathan went. Like, and, like, some of them bordered from the conspiracies of, like, oh, well, they, like, he's off somewhere in Candle Cove, or he's been murdered. Mm. So that's, like, so here, so back up a little bit. He says, so again, set, he's retelling it as if he was in, the, uh, as, like, the whole story from the 70s. Yes. And then he t- says that audiences were speculating online. And in the forums in the seventies. <laughs> sorry, like I, maybe it's that like he's recalling that like people were saying that nowadays because they saw that episode. Maybe, but the way it was presented, it really sounded like in the seventies when this happened. People on the internet and on the forums, <laughs> this is what people were saying on the non-existent internet because yes. computers were barely a thing at that point. Yeah, on the internet because there's no freaking internet back then. <laughs> You're welcome. You can keep that. <laughs> Ow! Um, that was me clapping and then face palming because, damn, that that pun that was amazing, wasn't it? No. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, and eventually, like, it gets they're they're nearing the, like, the end of their show. Um, they've got they finally worked out a script um, that they like the writers work out a script. Uh, and it seems like a really good one. It's a solid script. Like uh, they'll even bring Nathan back in, and they'll finally feel a com- get a confrontation between um, Jane or the the main female character and against the skin taker. Um, and they send it to the the producer, who's actually who who's away, but he he okay's it. And then they hand it to the director, and the director just takes it and puts it and brings him into his uh, editing room, and he's been locked in for days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he comes out, and he's like, "All right, we have a new script, or all right, we have a, we have something." And he just grabs all the other scripts, throws them out uh, when it's the day for shooting, and uh, they's like, "We have there's been some modifications to the script." And they read through the script, and all it is is just in, in like huge bold letters and like caps, all caps. 
scream, 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 yeah. scream, like just just scream. And so they br- he brings all the car- all the um, actors into the soundstage to start doing their line, like the to uh, get the um, the voices and stuff. And they just start screaming at the top of their lungs, and he just starts telling them to scream, scream. It upsets everybody. It's it's upsetting the kid. Um, the camera guy is having to shoot. Uh, is then having to shoot um, the stage as they are just destroying the uh, the puppets. Yeah, like the puppets are just smacking against all the props and destroying all the hard work because they made yeah. all this, right? Yeah. So he's just very like just like the whole narrator's just like going through this and just like staring at like it's the most surreal thing he's ever had. Um, and then at the end of the day, he like the the guy grabs all the um, the footage, runs into the um, the editing room, and locks himself in there. Everybody else is kind of just cleaning up for the day and like wants to get rid of this and get past him. Um, the sound guy hands him the sound cl- uh, like the audio files and so that, and he just snatches them with his pale like drawn out. Like also, yeah, the director has been like yeah, he's been deteriorating cor- over deteriorating the to like a corpse by the end. Yeah, like um, his hair was thinning and he's getting really pale. He had bloodshot eyes, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's also been talking to himself. It's like, yes, it has to be done. It'll be done like this. Yes, don't worry. Yeah. Like, kind of like, like he's talking to somebody else. Um, and then, so the narrator packs up his stuff and just leaves um, Ashland um, for Long Island, which is where he's been living for the last thirty years. Um, and then he talks about how um, uh, the character, or how like after the show like ran, it, it bombed because it was such a horrific episode. Yeah. Um, so the series died there. Um, but since then, like, oh, and then there was like, uh, like the, the director just never like showed up again. Like he disappeared. He just he, completely disappeared. His car stayed in the parking lot. They did say they found like hair and teeth. Hair and um, teeth. Yes. That later was DNA ch- uh, checked to be his. But his body um, was nowhere. It was just gone. Yeah. And, uh, the, so a couple of years later, um, some of the people start dying, mysteri- like, not really mysteriously, but they just keep, they, like, he, he starts naming off, like, the names of, like, crew members and staff, and they, like, went, like, they died the, this year, and then next year, this one died. Yeah, like, every single year, and every single like, stagehand had something bad happen, whether it was, it was a like, car crash, or the disappearance, or their house burned down. Horrible accidents or incidences. And happened. some of them happened even, like, 20 and 30 years in the future. Yeah, so it's like, happened. oh, like, they lived on normal lives until they died of completely unrelated things. Yeah, so it was such a huge gap that it, it's. I yeah. assume what, what they're getting at is. Well, they do mention like from like it starts off from like seventy three to like 87 or nine. No, ninety five. I heard ninety five. Yeah, I heard ninety five. Yeah, I heard nineties. So yeah, um, and that's really I think the end of the story. Like uh, they do mention like the the studio eventually caught fire somewhere in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just like him t- retelling this creepy experience and why he left why he's currently in Long Island and not and he's never returned to Ashland mm-hmm. um, and he's, he's telling the listeners that um, people have come forth with um, props that they've found that they want to give to him or sell to him and, it's impossible and he's just saying no I don't care leave I don't, us alone yeah. kind of thing we just like, want to let it go like no, don't um so yeah, like people, yeah, like uh, and he thinks it's weird that people are finding props because hey, well, it burned down, like all the props and stuff are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, uh, yeah, that's actually the end of the story. I think. Yeah, that's it's how it ends. Yeah, it just kind of ends with him saying like, uh, if you see us on the, if you if you know, like if you find us or see us. Um, don't bring up Candle Cove. Um, it's a horrible memory that we just want to let the past be the past kind yeah. of thing. And that's the end of the story. So again, this guy. So yeah, that that was our that that's the rundown for about Candle Cove. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll I'll leave a link in the in the description uh, for the the podcast. Um, that said, the audio quality was okay. 
um, like for the podcast, like on a technical point of view, the podcast is so that it was okay. My only beef with the podcast, uh, with his reading of it, was that it seemed like it was all one take. Yeah, like he and skipped a lot. Like he was jumbling his words. <laughs> yeah, a lot he was jumbling his words. Like, he was like understandable, and like he was stuttering so that my my problem with that is like. And I mean, I, I really can't say much because we have all, like our show's done a lot. Like, like we do, like we don't really do a whole lot of editing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're doing a reading, like there are people out, like there are people like um, artists out there that do readings on YouTube for a living. Yeah, like Mr. Creepypasta, Creeps McPasta, Miss um, Shadow Lovely. They know like. When you're when you're doing a reading, if you have a bad take, you edit it out mm-hmm. and you add in a better take. Especially when it's like twenty five minutes long. Also, like that's hard yeah. to do an entire take perfect. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you're not like most like audiobooks do the same thing. Like audiobooks are not done like from start to finish. Well, they have t- there's multiple takes. Yeah. If, if the guy stutters or, or stops, you get a um, they do a new take where it's not done smoothly and then they just like nicely edit it in. Yeah. So. That's my only real my only real beef with the uh, with RFC. Um, again, like if you if you want to listen to another creepypasta about Candle Cove um, that you've probably read the the storyline or the, the the main plot points over like like beforehand, um, go check it out. I'll leave the description in the description below. Um, yeah, that's really like was my only beef was that like it was. It's very tropey. Like I've seen like this story done by uh, for Candle Cove done a couple of times. Yeah, and it's kind of getting old. Like they even use actually like some of the characters in it aren't even from the original creepypasta Candle Cove. They're actually from some of the side stories. Oh, oh really? Like like Grimes. Like the, the director's name I think is Grimes, and like he has a full name. But and they even mentioned some of the other names of the staff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as he was reading those, I was like, oh, I remember that from the ones we did back in episode one of El Dente. Hmm. So yeah, it's just a um, like it, they're pulling. Like I guess it's because the extended like mythos of Candle Cove, so they're like pulling from it. Yeah. But it just again done like. You're just kind of being a dead horse, is kind of what it feels like. Yeah, me. yes and no. Like, pretty much every creepypasta has its own problems. It's just, those are the problems of this one, you know? Like, it, they should have done something a little more unique. Yeah, like... Because if you're just doing the same thing, there's almost no point to read Yeah, and we've got to get... Yeah, like, I mean, it's like, is it still... Like, we have, like, there's... Right now, there's, like, two or three, like, major theories of, like, what Candle Cove is. Or, like, what people... How people approach Candle Cove. It's either, like, it's static... Um, and that it's just like a mass hallucinations, mm-hmm. um, or two, it's something supernatural, or three, it's just kind of like real world, like it was an actual show, and this is all the production work to it. And then sometimes they blend in like between those three. I feel like if there was more, like if somebody could come up with more, there'd be like a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. Like if we could find some another idea to like make Candle Cove or to do Candle Cove, like maybe it could be. I just want some more diversity. Yeah, so it's not like, okay, this is Candle Cove. It's going to be A, B, or C. Let's see which one it is. Yeah. You know? Whereas if you, if you actually did something different or if you changed those that up a little bit, I'd be, like, more more encouraged to read this or, mm. like, oh, like yeah. Because right now, I mean, I'll... Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not recommending this one. Let's go with the original um, one. Yeah, just read the original one or read some of the side story ones. They weren't too... If you, if you want to read a Candle Cove story that's... Um, a detective story, essentially, or like an investigation of an act, of a supposed actual like seventies production. Um, there are several on. If you just look, type in Candle Cove on like Google or uh, creepypasta.wiki, you'll find them. I'll leave a link in the <laughs> description below um, so you guys can check those ones out, uh, or just go to episode one and check out those side stories because um, a couple of those are 
were decent for the investigation or for the for that realistic version of the story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, were you? What, what's your uh, view on it? Um, well, I pretty much said my view all the way through. Like, I mean, recommendation wise, it's it's not bad, but it, there was just things throughout it that really bothered me. Uh, obviously, different things that bothered you, but yeah. I wouldn't really recommend it because I could see that there's a lot of ways to improve it. So I'm sure that there's far better ones out there. Yeah. Um, actually, it's funny because this probably tie into the. Uh, um, did you hear uh, that Sci-Fi Channel is actually doing a new horror anthology series, like kind of like True Detective or uh, American Horror Story? Oh, are they? And the first season is covering Candle Cove. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> nice. I'm curious to see if they're, what they're going to do. Like, if they're going to do, oh, it's static. What? Well, what does that mean? Like, why are people like seeing the show when they were kids and like now that it's just static? Mm-hmm. Um, or are they going to go with, oh yeah, it's it's uh, Grimes stuff of that. Um, he's this crazy director and he shot this crazy show. Um, I'm wondering how, uh, like, they've got the right, like, Sci-Fi now has the rights to um, Candle Cove by, uh, from Chris Strahm, the original creator. Um, and none of that, like, stuff like Grimes and the TV show and stuff is actually from um, Chris Straub. It's all just fan stuff. Oh, all of it? Mo- oh, like, really? the, the whole, the whole, like, oh, it's a show. No, Chris Straub's original thing was, um, it's static. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like, so why, why are you seeing this great pirate show? Well, if they legit have his, his <laughs> yeah. blessing on it, then they're probably going to do it that way. I'm hoping, like, they'll do something, di- like, they'll go that route or do something different, because... Yeah. yeah, so we'll see We'll see what it is. Like, when uh, it's supposed to be coming out, I think, next year or something like that, so look for that. Look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, like, when it eventually airs, we'll actually have a... I'll probably do a, a discussion of some kind on it. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Um, no, that's about it. All right. So that was our show for tonight. Um, if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, if you missed Doctor, uh, if you missed Doctor Leviathan, please send us an email at aldenterigamoris at gmail dot com. Um, that's a l d e n t e r i g a m o r t i s at gmail dot com. And you can also send us suggestions for other creepypastas. And hey, you can also send us uh, messages over Twitter at Doctor Leviathan or at Review Cultist. Um, you can also send us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi6, Tumblr, Facebook, YouTube. Um, if you like what we're doing uh, and you are an iTunes subscriber, hey, send us a review. That'd be awesome. And I believe that is it. Oh, and if you would like to support our show, you can uh, donate on crazonstudios.tumblr.com where you can check out all the title cards for each episode we do. You can uh, press the donate button on the side and... Show some support. So, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. And I've been the Gamer Nyala. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. Dr. Leviathan or Dr. Re- or, <laughs> Dr. Leviathan, Dr. Review cultist. <laughs> Dr. Leviathan 